Are you looking to improve employee engagement and retention? Do you struggle with decisions on who to hire or who to promote? I have an amazing opportunity for a forward-thinking, purpose-led, people-first organisation to work with me on the first pilot Happier at Work programme for corporates. The programme is entirely science-backed and you will have tangible outcomes in relation to employee engagement, retention, performance and productivity. The programme is aimed at people leaders with responsibility for hiring and promotion decisions. If this sounds like you, please get in touch at ifa at happieratwork.ie. That's A-O-I-F-E at happieratwork.ie. You're listening to the Happier at Work podcast. I'm your host, Aoife O'Brien. This is the podcast for leaders who put people first. The podcast covers four broad themes, engagement and belonging, performance and productivity, leadership equity, and the future of work. Everything to do with the Happier at Work podcast relates to employee retention. You can find out more at happieratwork.ie. Hello and welcome back to another solo episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I'm so delighted that you have joined me today. And again, today's topic continues on with this theme of addressing unhappiness at work. And one of the issues that people shared on LinkedIn was that they are afraid to speak up at work. And I thought this is an interesting topic because it it kind of, from my perspective, it covers a couple of different things. So the first one being psychological safety and that managers haven't created an environment where people feel like it's okay to speak up. They haven't addressed the issue where they can be challenged, that people are free to open and, uh, you know, share their ideas and speak up during meetings. And at the other side, it's uh, to do with imposter syndrome. So it's more at the individual level where the individual feels like they may be found out as a total fraud if they open their mouth, if they share their ideas, that they will somehow expose themselves as being incompetent, that they they don't deserve the role and therefore they keep their mouth shut and they don't want to speak up because of that. So in this episode, I'm going to address these two um, aspects of it slightly differently. And also bear in mind that I have done podcast episodes on both of these topics before. So if you want to go back and listen to those fuller, more robust episodes, you are very welcome to do that to get kind of a a rounder picture of what's going on here. But for the purposes of this solo episode, it's really about addressing some of those issues at a top line level in relation to psychological safety on the one hand and on the other hand, imposter syndrome. So First things first, aside from being a contributing factor of unhappiness at work, what more is there to do with being afraid to speak up or why is it important to create an environment of psychological safety? For me, it's and the research shows this as well. So it's not just me kind of spouting on. It's a it drive. It's a key driver of trust in an organization. So being able to speak up against whatever is happening in the organization is a key way of building trust. It also is a great way to drive innovation and creativity. So if people are free to make mistakes, to learn from those mistakes, then their innovation and creativity gets unleashed to a degree because they're free to try new things without fear of reprimand for making mistakes. And this in turn leads to more innovative ideas, more creativity in the organisation. And I suppose in addressing psychological safety, know that 
if you're in an environment where things are not psychologically safe at the moment, it is going to take a while to change. And from a leader's perspective, the employees may become a little bit suspicious if things suddenly change overnight. So it is about creating that trust over time. So it's not it's not an overnight fix. It is something that's going to take time. And, it is, you know, it's about recognising the positive behaviours to reinforce those positive behaviours as well. But really what creating this type of environment looks like is knowing that it's OK to make mistakes, first of all. So if you make an error in something, if you send the wrong thing to a client, that it's okay and you take that as a learning opportunity. I always like to think that there's there's no such thing as making mistakes or or a failure. Um, and I recently heard this idea of it being a setback. So it's more about um, I've had this setback at work and and what can I learn from it? So taking that opportunity to really learn. But also from a leader's perspective, welcoming feedback. So if people ever have something to share, that you're really open and receptive to that, that you actively go out and ask people for that feedback on what's going on, what they think, really listen to the feedback that they provide. But in addition to that, taking action on the feedback. So, you know, one of the, the common things in organisations to do is to send out surveys, but you're asking things that don't necessarily correspond with action points that you can take and, and therefore you don't act on the decisions that have been made or at least the the voices that have been shared. And that reinforces this negative culture of, well, you've, you've asked us what we wanted. We told you what we wanted and you haven't listened. You haven't taken any action as a result of telling you what it is that we want. So being open to questioning what is being done. And I don't mean this in, in kind of a rude way, but it's questioning whether or not this is the right course of action, whether or not these are the right steps to take and being open to that and publicly demonstrating that you're open to feedback and that you're opening to that you're open to things being questioned in the organization, that it's not going to be reprimanded in any way, that it's you're not going to get negative feedback because you've provided or that you've questioned things and and the importance of specific things, I think, is is really, really important to uh, to do that. Another thing within the context of meetings, for example, and when people feel afraid to speak up during a team meeting, for example, is to invite specific voices to that meeting. So if you've noticed that it's been dominated by one person who's quite extroverted, there's another person or another couple of people who haven't had the opportunity to share their own thoughts uh, to share what it is that's going on in their mind, then deliberately inviting them to the conversation to ask them to contribute and, and demonstrating that in front of the team of people, showing that this is what we welcome here. We want people to share what's going on for them, the impact that something might have um, and to share what it means to them. And this is a way of making sure that everyone's voices is being heard, not just those who enjoy speaking up or those who feel comfortable speaking up. But it gives the opportunity then to more people to have their voices heard, especially if their voices are dissenting or if they're different to the voices that are commonly heard as well. Um, so inviting that to happen, I think, is really important. But the key for me really is telling people that it's OK to fail, that it's OK to make mistakes and that it's, you know, and 
ways that leaders can do that is sharing their own mistakes, showing a level of vulnerability, showing a level of, you know, that they were in that position one time before um, and really, really sharing that on a human to human level, I think is, is really important for building trust. Like I said at the start, it's not something that's going to happen overnight, but it is something that will take time and you just need to to keep at it and not to give up. Consistency is key here. It's not about trying out some new methods in work and deciding that they don't actually work, but it's giving it a go and really committing to changing the culture in the organisation so that people want to speak up, so that people feel safe to speak up and against whatever is happening at the time. And um, bringing me on to then in this idea of imposter syndrome and, you know, if it's the individual who feels like they can't speak up for reasons that I've outlined earlier, like that they feel like they're going to get cut out as a fraud. This is specifically in relation to imposter syndrome. And I suppose that the first thing to say about that is if you feel that way, you're very much not alone. The research shows that 70 percent of people at some point in their career is going to feel exactly that way, that they're a fraud and that they're going to get caught out at, at any time. They're going to get a tap on the shoulder and someone is going to say, well, you know, we've realised we've made a huge mistake and actually you're not the right person for the job at all. So it is very, very common. And in a research study that I conducted recently myself, 90% of people who uh, took the survey were experiencing posture syndrome uh, or had experienced it in the past. So it was kind of an even split. So around 45, 45 for those currently experiencing it versus 45 um, to that had experienced in the past, but not currently. What I'll say, I suppose, as a first point around that is that people are often too worried about what they're saying themselves and what they're speaking up about in the meeting to be overly concerned about what it is that you're saying or how you come across. And so that's kind of the, the first point around that. The, people are mostly concerned about themselves and, and how they're coming across to be too worried about how you're coming across in a meeting if you speak up. Now, for more details on the, the methodology that I use, you can listen to the, the fuller episode on imposter syndrome. And I talk about the ABC method, which A is really to acknowledge. So if you take the first step towards the, addressing this issue, it's acknowledging that it's imposter syndrome that's getting in your way. It's not anything else. It's just trying this voice in your head, trying to convince you that you're not good enough, that you don't deserve to be there, that you don't deserve your accomplishments, that you're going to get caught out. It's about acknowledging, first of all, that that is what's going on. The second point then is B for belief. And so if you need to back up what it is that you're going to say, maybe you need to do some additional research, that you need to bring some findings into the meeting, that you need to, um, you know, build up that belief in what you are saying is really the case um, so that you can speak up about something in particular at work. And then C then is about taking courageous action. And so for this, this can look something like a small stakes type of decision that needs to be made that you need to speak up on. It can be um, maybe an impromptu sharing about what's going on for you or a little bit about your own work background. Something that has small stakes, that's not going to have a huge impact necessarily. So it's about starting small and we don't gain confidence by planning and researching. We gain confidence by taking action. And when you take action and you have success, that builds your confidence to take more action and bigger action the next time. So 
in order to to properly overcome this and address it, you need to start taking action. No matter how small, you need to start taking action and building up your confidence by taking action, not by all the planning and not by staying in your head and, and worrying about what's going on. I think an, another point to make before I wrap things up is, and this can a- address both of these issues, is to speak to your manager alone before the meeting. So if there's something in particular that you want to speak up about, if you want to share something with the team, for example, that you um, you you let someone know in advance that you want to share this and and you could get their buy-in, you could get their feedback on what it is that you're going to share. You can simply let them know that you want to speak up in the meeting so that when it comes to inviting people to speak about a particular topic that that they can invite you by name to share what it is, what is whatever is going on for you. And um, so I think taking that time in advance to get reassurance about what you're going to speak on or what you're going to speak up about um, can feel, you know, like a, a bit of a relief so that it gives you that confidence to speak up. But it also shows that you're in that psychologically safe environment as well. I'd love to know if you have any thoughts on that. Have you ever been in a work situation where you felt afraid to speak up about something? And I, I can certainly remember times where I won't say I necessarily felt afraid to speak up, but I know certainly if I did speak up, it was challenged by the louder voices in that room and and almost, I don't want to say bullied, but almost that we had to go along with that loudest voice or the person who was putting their point across most forcefully. But that's, you know, that's kind of a slightly different challenge. But I would love to know if you have had this experience of being afraid to speak up at work. Have you addressed it? What have you done to either create an environment where people are feel a bit more empowered to speak up at work or or whether you have done that for yourself, whether you've um, overcome imposter syndrome or fear of speaking up in team meeting, do get involved in the conversation. You can connect with me through my website, happieratwork.ie, Instagram, happieratwork.ie and LinkedIn, Aoife O'Brien. That's A-O-I-F-E-O-B-R-I-E-N. And I would absolutely love to continue this conversation with you and addressing these issues of unhappy at work so that we can create happier working environments for everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I do look forward to continuing the conversation with you. That was another episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I am so glad you tuned in today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I would love to get your thoughts. Head on over to social media to get involved in the conversation. If you enjoy the podcast, I would love if you could rate, review it or share it with a friend. If you want to know more about what I do or how I could help your business, head on over to happieratwork.ie.